0: hello and welcome to another episode of the Lure fishing rodcast the edge with myself adam jones and my a very good friend mr brett davis how are you brett i'm
1: good adam boy how are you my friend
0: not bad not bad it's been <laughs> uh it's been a few weeks and um we've been meaning to do this for for a while haven't we and uh i think um kind of fishing related activities have uh have prompted us to get back on the podcast
1: yeah absolutely i mean uh it feels weird again
0: <laughs> yeah it does doesn't it
1: <laughs> yeah no, it doesn't. i'm joking i'm joking it's uh like riding a bike come on let's rock <laughs>
0: <laughs> i thought you, i thought you were talking about fishing and actually uh... because <laughs> fishing does feel weird i'm not gonna lie about that yeah um, yeah, yeah it's uh it's crazy times i think uh everybody's got to that struggling stage and it's all just a little bit like groundhog day every single day, you know, even going fishing is great, but it's the same, it's the same places over and over again. And I think for people like, certainly for, for us too, we do a lot of traveling and finding places and, you know, <laughs> joining every single club all over the country and, you know, yep. messing around and getting excited about ideas and bits and bobs. And obviously we're not able to do any of that at the moment. And It, it does feel a bit weird, doesn't it?
1: it does man i mean uh we were saying the other day about even down the, the actual journey um is is part of the journey of fishing for for me like i love stopping off having a quick coffee in the service station you know the rendezvous G-Costa. you know yeah exactly you know it's it's gone a minute it? but uh you know this we'll stick with it it's not far away now is it
0: no it isn't far away and you know we're still able to get out a little bit which is good um it's been a struggle. I mean, obviously, we've had some seriously low temperatures, haven't we, for the last... Well, I mean, for starters, we had the floods and yeah. all of the rain that kind of came came through across the country. Um, then we had the, the plunge in temperatures and then the snow. Um, and then, obviously, the ice and all of the kind of the snow melt and the, the, obviously the <laughs> flooded fields coming back into the rivers and the canals. And, you know, it's it's, it's, it's that kind of classic thing of all of the grit coming off the road into the canals. And yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, if we think we're pissed off, the, uh, the fish in the rivers must be absolutely livid at the moment with the way it's been
1: <laughs> absolutely tamping. I think it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been,
0: it's, it's been a bit nuts, hasn't it? So I guess we've really only had the last kind of week or so of it coming back to any semblance of normal temperatures and, and having a chance of getting out and finding something. Um, I mean we haven't really had that many chances like we've said to to get on the the big perch and pike and chub um I mean we've had a few I've I've got nothing really crazy to report
1: have you got anything out there no man but you know I'm totally chill about it genuinely genuinely
0: I, I um are you sure <laughs> cool
1: yeah yeah sure. no I'm fully chill fully chill yeah. surprisingly yeah no I mean you know it's been it's been a good few it's been over a few weeks now since I've uh, been on the bank and it's been a long, long time since I banked a specimen perch. Now, really, in uh, the grand scheme, it's been a good. It's been months. So, yeah, you know, I'm uh, I am good. I'm hundred percent good. Good man. I thought I thought I'd be in a in a serious shape, but you know, I'm just looking forward uh, to future plans now. To be fair,
0: yeah, good lad. That's yeah. what I like to hear. And to be yeah. fair, then you know, I guess that we we should shouldn't breeze over it. I put it in a post the other day. Like things are, are weird, and like I think we all, you know, we speak all the time probably unhealthy amounts both darien and georgia i think would agree um (laughs) but you know we've kept each other sane haven't we and kept planning and thinking about things and going through ideas in the same way as we would and you know i think you've got to You know, there's a lot of people out there feeling low, and I think you should probably just talk to each talk to your mates. You know, find somebody, let it out on Instagram. You know, there's loads of people out there to help, and you know, it is a bit of a weird time, but we will be back to normal soon. I don't know when soon is. It could be soon in the context of (laughs) ten years, but we will be (laughs) we will be back to normal at some point. Um, Maskless and uh, and living the dream, but. Feels feels like a long time away, doesn't it? But, yeah, you know, it, I'll um,
1: I'll wear a mask if I can drive to a, a river and and have <laughs> a coffee and have a coffee on the way.
0: <laughs> I've been going to Costa just to make it feel like I'm on a trip.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: Oh, it's it is weird, I and mean, we like I said I I can't grumble. I've, I've you know I've got some really interesting spots close to home that it's given me a chance to to explore more and more, but I guess with predator fishing, you know, we're so used to covering so much water and I think to be good and to get those results, covering water helps. It helps keep you sane as well as obviously covering new fish. Um, but you know, keeps you thinking, doesn't it? And, and moving and changing and you know, kind of on your toes. Um, whereas at the moment, it's not really like that. It does feel like kind of battering the same, uh, the same horse <laughs> with, uh, huh. You know over and over again it's it's pretty crazy
1: I think this is exactly what it is now. I mean you're fishing in realistically, you know depending on what you what you call local probably a ten mile square radius right
0: yeah exactly exactly yeah. it's it's you know it it is taking its toll, and I guess yeah. that's why you know we spoke about it on a few podcasts, and it's the reason I guess that we're doing one today because i I've had a pretty nuts um result yesterday, but it's mm-hmm. um it's kind of it, it's why I've started trying to mix it up a bit and Getting yeah. the float rod out. Um, you know, it just, we've spoken about, obviously, we're going to come onto it, I guess, later on in terms of your plans over the next couple of weeks when the when the trouty trouties come back into season. You know, it's we've <laughs> <laughs> you, got to mix it up, haven't we? We've got to mix it up to keep it interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, uh, let's be fair, if uh, if it wasn't for COVID, you might not have even mixed it up to the degree you have and uh, you may not have found, uh, let's be fair incredible fish you have
0: yeah i mean i I, (laughs) yeah i genuinely but to be fair you're right i don't think i would have done anywhere near the time that i'd been able to put in um yeah yeah because we would have been pulled to go you know trying to find the the monsters all over the place and
1: yeah well we would have been we'd have been fishing less number one because we'd have had less free time on our hands and the time that we did have we would have been fishing for perch right
0: (laughs) yeah exactly 100 and and also i mean i was listening it to somebody the other day we fished you know barring a few rivers probably up in the north north we fished nearly everywhere last year in the winter yeah. and when you consider how many sessions we actually had um you know we were constantly covering new ground even though obviously we, we had places we liked to to frequent that we really enjoyed fishing and found you know quantities of fish but every, it felt like nearly every weekend we were trying something different um yeah 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 um, it is. At, you know i think in lure fishing variety is the spice of life and i guess at the moment we can't have variety in lure fishing so for me i found that in in trotting a trotting a stick float and um obviously we we know all about the 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 kind of smallmouth chub um big dates <laughs> saga um yeah yeah and you know since then i've kind of i've it, it's it's an intriguing piece of water that is really really under targeted for the fish basically it's just mm-hmm. one of those areas that has a little bit of the land that time forgot and um yeah you know it's it's got some form from distant past but it's not <laughs> something that i think anybody has even considered and like like you said i wouldn't have even bothered with it if it hadn't been for for this and obviously so i've kept going back for the days and um On the premise that, you know, from talking to Mark um, Chaps out on Instagram, Mark Lindsay, um, about days, he's he's caught quite a few in the past. And, you know, he did a lot of trotting, I think, you know, a few years ago. And, you know, these fish, same as the perch, as the season goes on, they're only going to get bigger. And once you found them, you know, if they're not under a load of pressure, you know, you can keep kind of trickling the bait in and seeing if you can find something a little bit special. And yeah so i guess like three weeks ago four weeks ago i started coming back to you know looking at it and trickling again and going you know a few times a week and i've been hearing for a consistent period of time from there's probably like four or five old men who might as well be the same old man you know they're kind of <laughs> it seems to be it could well be the same person in, in drag over and over again but like <laughs> there's um there's there's you know this consistent story that keeps coming out of there being big roach um and i i just kind of threw you know what it's like if you're fishing somewhere over and over again and you know what you're doing um or you think you do uh and you know you're um you know you're, you're fishing and fishing and fishing and you don't catch something it's quite easy to believe that they just don't exist um absolutely
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> so many times that I've had that. So many times.
0: Yeah, we we <laughs> were talking about this, weren't we? Like, I think that's one of the most important things about fishing. Certainly, something I'm learning more and more is to not have to see fish to believe fish.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, you with those stories as well, mind. The amount of times I've listened to those stories and just friggin and yeah, just you know, just totally just distrusted them out yep. of hand, <laughs> out of hand, just you know, no chance. Yeah. Um, so for it to finally, you know, I'm not going to say too much, but, you know, for it to actually finally pan out, is just, it's blown my mind. So go on.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, <laughs> to be fair, we're both exactly the same because how many, all of us, you know, I'd imagine nearly everybody listening as well has heard the uh, the classic um, match angler's tale of four pound perch from the uh, the secret tree midway down the pegs. and you know,
1: <laughs> Exactly.
0: Peg 14 is where, the, uh, is where the monsters live. And, yeah. you know, you, you can fish Peg 14 until you blew blue in the face. You seem to find out that they're only two pounds, four ounces <laughs> all day long. Um, but, you know, that's fishing. And, like, that's the beauty of it is it gets inside your head, doesn't it? And you kind of – it started building. This roach thing was building. And, I, you know, in the, in the forefront of my mind is trying to find another dace. Um, and I've, I've had quite a few nice 13-, 14-ounce fish. Um, since obviously nothing in the realms of the one that was a pound, and yeah, you know, I really do believe that there is there's something you know over a pound and underneath the British record. I'm not sure I'm not for one second saying it's a British record, but what I mean is there's there's a big one in there,, um, yeah, yeah. certainly a chance that it's bigger than the one that I've caught already, so you know I've kept going back, I've kept going back, but probably over the last like three weeks, I've started taking hemp, right. Like, just trickling in a little bit more hemp as well as maggot, just on the off chance that, you know, there's more knocking around than just the dace. Yeah, yeah. And I've probably been moving too much. I think I'm I'm too much of a lower angler that I, I kind of will trot a swim for, I don't know, 25 minutes, half an hour, bites dry up a bit. I don't tend to then try and feed through that. Um, yeah, okay generally I'll move down and and try somewhere else try somewhere else. But anyway, I've located a swim that is basically dead water beyond and it's all overgrown trees. It goes deep beyond where you can fish. Um, it goes around a bend and it's probably beyond where you can fish. It's probably like 40 yards, 50 yards of just dead water and it's all deep. Um, and if there is going to be a roach, it just feels like the only bit there that it could be. Um, So again, I've been quite a few times, I've had a couple of smaller, you know, tiny little nine, 10 ounce type roach, but you know, nothing to again, write home about. But last night went down for four hours, same tactic as I've used multiple times in that swim, started off kind of trickling in the maggots, flicking in some hemp, um, and didn't move, stayed, I told myself I wasn't going to leave. I was going to feed it up and try and feed anything that was in the trees back up the swim. Yeah. Um, and see if obviously I can find that, that dace and obviously see if there's any roach knocking around. And I genuinely would have been absolutely landed with a fish of a pound. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, just any roach that, you know, from that type of area, completely untouched. I mean, again, you'll see from the, from the photos, but just immaculate things. And, I, you know, I, I just, I know that if I, if I was to find one, that it would be, it would be beautiful. And that's all that really was at the forefront of my mind. So like I said, yesterday, trickling it in, trickling it in, had kind of a load of minnows to start off with, thought that I was, you know, knackered, managed to kind of feed those off, started catching some dace. Dace got slightly bigger, was starting to feel quite confident about it. It started peeing down with rain. Everything died off. And I probably had an hour and 10 minutes left of of light. And I kind of snapped up, Was in that bit where I was like, Do I retie everything or do I just go home? And yeah. I just was like, No, I've I've pushed through this to this point. I'm gonna keep going. So kind of retied up, kept feeding, kept trying to float through. You know, I think I'd had a couple of minnows, I caught the bottom a couple of times, do you know, I was basically getting to that stage where every time the float went down, I wasn't really expecting anything. Um
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're on you're on your way out when you 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 were gonna go.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. And it was just that like bit where I was like, well, you've said you're going to do it. You fed it this long, you know, we're coming into bite time. Yeah. Got to, you've got to keep going. It was uncomfortable. Um, And uh, (laughs) uh, so the float, like I said, it was disappearing a lot. I had a couple of twigs and like, it was just, just catching the bottom, if that makes sense. Um, And, uh, and yeah, so this thing just dipped away. I set the set the um, hook and, you know, instantaneously, kind of knew that it was a, a much much bigger fish but to make matters worse i was probably only i don't know eight yards downstream um and it came straight up to the surface because it's not terribly deep it's probably three and a half four foot deep something like that um, yeah yeah and it came straight to the surface i saw it was a big bar of silver i knew instantly that it was a roach um <laughs> you know it it it's just, yeah, you know, you just know. And then everything just went into slow motion, kind of powerful nodding head shakes, basically the whole way through. I was just edging it upstream. Um, you know, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a fast section once you get up out of that kind of drop off at the end of the swim, which is where it was. It was just as it drops away um, yeah. into the deeper bit. And uh, so I had to bring it up quite a lot of, uh, of a kind of pacey two and a half, three foot river absolutely khaki myself um and uh, yeah then put, put the net underneath it and I've, I've genuinely i mean obviously i've seen photos um of big roach but i've never seen one in the flesh you know of that size and it's completely boggled they just they are the most beautiful things <laughs> in in the whole in the whole world is again we've spoken about it before and you know it's it's that big versions of of little things type concept um but it, it really is mental when you see one at that size you're just not they're just not meant to be that big (laughs) Um, yeah you know i think it probably helps that there's not that many pike knocking around um in that section but it doesn't even look like it's lost the
1: scale and it's no i know i know it's a a quintessential specimen roach isn't it
0: yeah 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 that it, it was it was mental genuinely mental it's it's completely knocked my uh it it just changes what you think is possible and it's and it has it's taught taught me in a short period of time the more i think about it that you know don't write something off um no
1: definitely not we
0: we do do that and this is the time where you know it's it's not a high stock it's not a place that you go and catch fish after fish after fish um and it is it's pretty innocuous but there's genuine you know gems to be had and yeah crazy 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 so so that was that was last night two pound ten ounce um pb obviously but just a fish that i mean it's a fish of a lifetime i obviously there are bigger roach knocking around in in still waters and there are bigger roach knocking around in rivers and i you know i was talking to jamie cook from the angling trust last night messaging on instagram and you know he he said look you're you're probably going to get addicted to wanting to hunt them and to go out and try and find them on different venues. And I can fully agree with him. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, and he, he said, I don't think you're going to see many better examples of it. If that makes sense. I, I think there are bigger ones, but it's a stunner. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Just and so- uh, on that note, if you haven't seen the fish yet, pop over to Adam's Instagram and have a look at it. It's <laughs> worth a look. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no. So yeah, there is a photo up on Instagram. I put it up on Facebook. Um, and uh yeah, who knows who knows what will happen with it but it is um it, yeah I' I'm, I'm still taking it taking it in I think is the uh, the way to describe it. it's crazy. I
1: know I know it's just I mean and you know you're only uh, what are you 24 hours tw- you know 27 hours away from here so you know I'm not surprised you're still buzzing to be fair man. that's an incredible incredible fish. Thanks man. Um I've never seen I've never seen a raw genuine near that size on the back. I think the biggest I've seen is probably maybe just over a pound. You know, it's uh, if that. <laughs> it's just a crazy animal, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it really is, and it's like, you know, we we've discussed it. I think what it's shown is we need to think outside of our our kind of comfort zone. Most of us have been fishing since we were knee high to a grasshopper, and yeah. if you haven't, that doesn't mean you you can't do it as well. You know, no. there's so much information out there it doesn't have to be complicated um you know the trotting stuff that i've done is is literally a rod obviously i've got a center pin because you know i'd wanted to try it but just need a rod and a reel um you know a backpack with a few bits of bobs in it i've got some shots some hooks some floats no real fanfare a net and a, a standard unhooking mat you know it's get out and and just try it you know and to be honest obviously that fish is crazy but the like nine and 10 ounce dates that when you build it into a swim like that, that isn't really a swim that, you know, you can, it's, it, there's a magic to it, isn't there? There's a real magic to it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, the good thing about that gear as well is, you know, you're I'm in a way, having good sport from, you know, modest size fish. And then all of a sudden something, you know, it's twice the size comes along and, you know, before you know it, you're in a pickle and there's some serious drama occurring, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: It's, um, <laughs> yeah crazy like you know rain dripping down your face <laughs> you know <laughs> kind of forgotten that everything is is going on and just yeah absolutely. and
1: then a three pound chub on right three pound yeah chub. exactly
0: yeah yeah three <laughs> three pound chub and everything's gone um <laughs> but, uh, yeah it i mean yeah crazy crazy times and i think you know we've there's it's like i said we've got so many things to look forward to and i, I guess the you know there was a lot of there's there's been a lot of sessions that have gone into to these these fish and a lot of sessions that didn't involve catching anything other than minnows didn't involve catching anything at all um and you know like i said there's there's an enjoyment of catching even a 9 ounce you know dace or 9 ounce roach or whatever because you've you've worked at it you've found it you know and it's um they're not fish that have been put there by anybody you know they are wild creatures that you know are you've managed to find it's yeah it's something there's something special about it but I guess that brings us kind of you know onto the fact that we're almost unbelievably um and with this current situation that we're in you know at the end of the river season um oh. it's it's really not that far away and um, you know less than a month and
1: yeah yeah
0: we're we're out of the course river season um obviously first one to to touch on, I guess, is have, have you got any plans? Um, I guess plans if we get a, a kind of a semi-release, I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure that it's going to happen, but obviously 8th of March seems to be a date that they're banding around for going back to schools. Who knows? There might be some more freedom that, that kind of week um, before the end of the season. Who knows? Um, if, if there were those opportunities, do you have any plans?
1: Oh man, I would, I would absolutely love to have, what did you say, the eighth? I would love to have, you know, what, six days? Yeah. Six days on the, on the river, you know, just for a final last hurrah before, uh, before it all closes down. Yeah. Um, you know we we're both the same we have both got a little bit of uh, new tarty fishing tackle to have uh, have a check on right Well, you can obviously you can have a go wherever wherever you want and whenever you want um in your local area but mm. i have no way <laughs> to test to test my <laughs> local to me so yeah i need that uh, i need six days yeah to 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 throw uh, to throw my new my new gear yeah. um but I mean, obviously, then there's there's the option of uh, a bit of canal perching as well, you know, after after it all closes down on the rivers. So you know,
0: yeah, true. And I think you know, we, I think we both get, you know, once once spawnings happened, um, and you know the, the the canals start getting a little bit more weedy, and um, you know, I, I do cut back on on my perch stuff. I know you're exactly the same, um, yeah. and that's because we've got you know all of the other things that we've got you know, penciled in. And I guess, you know, it would be, it would be amazing. I, to be honest, I'm going to take that week off work. Um, and if it happens, <laughs> it happens. And if not, I'll work. Um, But, you know, I think, <laughs> I think it's, um, you know, if we can get out there, I mean, God, we'd love to go, you know, to a few of the the places that we've had in our minds for the whole season, you know, to fish perch, to get the trotting rods out, just to enjoy being out, Um, you know, trying some new spots and, and kind of having that, that kind of normal in inverted commas, um, fishing experience again for us. But, you know, we've, as you said, we've got, I've got my new Matanium, um, that I want to mess around with. You've got your, what have you got? Bantam. Oh yeah. Bantam MGL. You had to go for the different one, didn't you? Yeah. I see what, see where you've gone with it. Obviously mine's, mine's better looking. Um,
1: yeah. And you know, yours is, you know, more expensive inverted commas, but I think mine is better looking. <laughs> uh, mine's
0: a, you know, mine's got it's it's got a refined kind of modernism to it that, um, you know, is is what I look for in. Uh, whereas in
1: whereas mine has got a sort of like contemporary strength <laughs> is what I would uh, is what I would call it. The question I've got to uh, know is: th-
0: Do you have the JDM ends on the handle knob? <laughs>
1: you didn't even know what that is until i sorry, you. sorry what was that
0: what what, what, what oh uh, yeah
1: okay no no no
0: okay fine that's fine there we are end of story um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well obviously so we'd, love to, we'd love to <laughs> we'd love to try them out but you know those are you know our plan was to have something that we could throw you know bigger Bigger rigs on. Um, I guess we'll come to a few of the rig ideas that we were having for the end of the season when we come to lure of the week. Um, but <laughs> we uh, we obviously haven't um, discussed those yet. But you know the likelihood of us getting out on a river where we need heavier weights um, is pretty slim, isn't it at the moment? And I think
1: for me at the moment, yeah, yeah and you.
0: yeah, and I mean I enjoy fishing in the kind of six gram range, um, and we're just not having those big trips to the to the big tidal rivers um, that we enjoy fishing and um, where you might need something in the 10, 10 gram range. Um, yeah. But equally, I think it would be interesting to try them out because it's that kind of like, you know, how much can you throw down on these things? You know, we we've gone for the BFS road, kind of taking things from the, the lightest you can cast to as much as you can get away with. And that's one thing I think we both love about the older barons is you know, functionally out the box. Fantastic for, for throwing, you know, two grams, you know, we've, we throw 1.6 grams on on them. And, you know, there's a, yeah. there's a debate going on at the moment, um, against the kind of Daiwa contingent. I've got an Alphys in my hand at the moment. Obviously I've got my stees as well. And I do think that they do throw those lower weights brilliantly well. Um, be interested to see what this Alphys is like when I finally get out and give it a go. But you know, we've been throwing 13, 14 grams on an old Baron, and that's it's. Been, they've been great, but it does feel like you're right at the edge of the limits, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, and you don't want to be you don't want to be fishing at the limits of anything for a long period of time, do you? So, I think it was a good choice going for you know the next step up. Really, is it? the M- M- MGL sort of spool, a bit bit beefier, a bit tougher. You know, just uh, a bit more largemouth bass. Yeah, really yeah um, means- you know and the fact that it holds a bit of extra braid as well as is, uh, is obviously a nice higher diameter braid and, and and stronger braid is something that I've gone for on, on that setup as you know yeah and a drag, um,
0: a drag to pull
1: out any shopping trolley yeah and um, you know you could pull a hip out a quicksand with it I think, <laughs> <for> <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I almost I was taking a sip of my um <laughs> Um, and uh, almost spat it all over the uh, the microphone. So tip of the cap. <laughs> yes, you're right. You could indeed um, pull a hip out of quicksand. So um, I reckon they should add that to their um, to their marketing. Yeah,
1: it was funny the other when we were talking about the drags on them, the difference between the drag on on both of our reels that these new ones and uh, you know the little lightweight drag on the Aldi. Obviously, you can crank that drag down on the Aldi and you know, not release any line really, you know, other than with a really firm pull. But when you set it all the way off, there's just no resistance, is there?
0: Yeah, well you actually on the, on, on the you actually can't turn the handle, can you? Because the drag no. is like right down at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Whereas with these MGL ones, even on the lightest drag setting, there's still a fair amount of resistance, isn't there?
0: <laughs> yeah, big time. It's a completely yeah. different kettle of fish. Um, yeah. But exciting times. Looking forward to... Uh, to giving it a go. So close season um, is going to come, you know, like we said, plans for before, if we can get out for some perch, great. If we can get out and, you know, I'm not going to be leaving this, uh, this river alone. I think um, I'd love to catch obviously a Dace or another roach, but who knows what will happen. But um, those things are there. But after the close season, after we come out of lockdown, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk, talk <laughs> to me, Errol. Talk to
1: me. Talk to me, talk talk to to me. Um, you know, obviously, before the close season, I'm going to be doing a bit of Trout because I've actually got a Trout stream on my doorstep. Come on. Boom. He's back on <laughs> <up> the bank. <laughs> so, you know, it's a sad case of affairs, but I've been wishing the weeks um, <laughs> away.
0: I know, man. It's crazy. Crazy, but yeah, I completely um... understand
1: it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, there's going to be Trout. I think it's a third of, 3rd or 4th of March, the trout season starts for me. So, um, you know, I'm definitely going to be chucking myself into that. Um, Beyond that, you know, we've got to be looking at post-lockdown, out of lockdown, bit of sea bass, right? Bit
0: of Z-bars, yeah, indeed.
1: Z-bars, yeah, you know. I'm busting for that as well. So, you know, Um, and obviously the still watery canal stuff as well, you know, I'll still keep my eye on them as well.
0: Yeah, and I think there's definitely there's definitely some serious perching to be had, isn't there? For a short period of time post the river close season, um, whilst the water temperatures are still below where they're going to spawn. Um,
1: yeah, I think was it ten degrees, nine degrees? I think I don't know exactly, um, but you know, I, think
0: I know so. that the last few years, kind of almost into April, it's been it's it's been worthwhile on the canals, and obviously the the weed growth hasn't kicked back in, and you can. Uh, you can target them a bit more effectively. But so we've obviously got that. And I mean, the sea bass stuff, I'm so excited about alongside the oh. trout. And I know we we absolutely hammered the trout last year. Um, yeah. But we could definitely do a lot more on both of those. But that sea bass session that we had last year is still, oh. I still
1: can't quite get my head around it. I know. I know. I wish, um, I, I know, it's one of those things. I wish we documented it better. Yeah. i wish we'd had you know more going on cameras wise and everything but on the flip side the you know how intense it was and how into it we both were at the time i think it probably lended itself to how good the session was that we were just so focused on the actual fishing rather than you know messing around with everything else like
0: yeah yeah and i think that to be fair like you know to touch on it with the youtube stuff like i found it really difficult to make videos at the moment because the time that i want to go out and fish you don't you don't necessarily have time to think about have I charge the batteries for the camera, have I got the camera, what am I going to do yeah. a video about, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you just want to get out and and fish, don't you? And it's I think yeah. that, that is that was one of the same scenarios. Um I mean for those that don't, you know, we haven't I don't know whether we've spoken about this on here, but um I don't think are we? I can't remember. I don't think so. <laughs> it it was um it was the ultimate guided session of all time, wasn't it? I think Um, (laughs) (laughs) so Um... so, I mean this is this is actually I mean I, I couldn't repeat it so it's not you know I'm not saying it's guiding skill but I um
1: it wasn't guiding no was, I mean you was, did a re, you did a, you did a recon it, trip it one. was guy it was
0: man. guiding because you said you you said I've never caught sea bass and I delivered you <laughs> I delivered you 65 um so
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, exagger- no exaggeration no <laughs> exaggeration
0: but so I mean it was crazy so I like it's, it's a it's a spot that um I kind of <laughs> known about but hadn't really fished with any kind of confidence and sea fishing and especially sea bass fishing is all about confidence like we've discussed and we'll discuss more on the podcast um but me and Brett discussed you know in private quite a lot and um you know I've been down a couple of times and had probably say 10 schooly size um kind of sea bass and lots of fun you know I think just about reaching up into that 50 centimeter bracket the biggest one that I had but generally in that kind of mid- mid to early 40s, but great fun on top waters. Um, and for me, that was absolutely brilliant. So Brett said, I haven't caught a sea bass before. And I was like, well, why don't we go? Why don't we go to this place that I found, you know, I, I'd not, I, don't, I think I might've actually said, I don't think we'll catch a massive one, but you know, we might catch a couple. Yeah. And, if,
1: if some certain conditions arise.
0: Yeah. But also that was, yeah, when we got there, we called those conditions, didn't we? So it was like, we knew there was going to be a few a kind of schoolies knocking around and, you know, everything from like 35 centimetres up to the 50 centimetre probably. Um, but we got there and there was like kind of some diving birds out um, and basically in front of us there was a rock um, prominence and then underneath the water there's like a rock... Um, jetty almost but like not a jetty like a, a shelf is the word i'm looking for that goes out into um into the bay and basically yeah. as the tide changes the um the sea bass can sometimes shoal the bait fish into that rock prominence and they can either go left and away from us or right and directly at us and we kind of stood watching them diving and drinking our coke on the top of the uh on the top wall. of the wall, saying. God, if they turn right, this is going to be uh, <laughs> this is going to be epic. Um, and then they did, <laughs> so it was. Uh, I remember distinctly jumping off of the wall, um, hitting some seaweed, falling flat on my ass. Yeah, you laughing, happened. laughing profusely. Um, yes, we rounded the corner Gosh. on the other side of the wall <laughs> and were greeted with. Um, well, I'll let you describe it.
1: Aye, uh, well, I mean, it was just. Uh i know i think i've said it before david attenborough were the levels of fish attacking the surface a shoal of bait fish just under the surface above a bank of seaweed and it was just as a fisherman you know i want to call it, i'm gonna call it a wet dream <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i think you're right it was like a jacuzzi wasn't it i mean it was, it like,
1: was, unreal. It was like it was like a unreal. jacuzzi
0: in front of us and there is there's a a singular video I think somewhere on I think it's on my Instagram TV but you know it was so funny like I you know literally on that recording said watch this turned around first cast bang fish and it was like that for like three hours um and so we yeah. went from you know me not caught a huge amount of, of sea bass you know probably maybe 30 50 in my in my whole kind of lifetime not really looking for them same as Brett to us both having 60 sea bass each um <laughs> <laughs> across across four and a half five hours um yeah up to a morning
1: session to, not even a full day it was just until gone, about half I 11 mean. wasn't
0: it maybe 12 o'clock. Yeah. and then we sat yeah everything died <laughs> nothing you know no more we died fridge. we we just sat there drinking a Drinking a coffee and eating some fish and chips, going, "What the hell just happened?"
1: <laughs> yep, totally shell shocked, right? Yeah,
0: it was crazy, and some really <laughs> big fish. You know, we had a couple into the into the sixties. Um, yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And
1: every one of them on a top water. God, those hits, man! They were just to die for. And they oh, the twitchy, 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 twitchy. Boom! Rods doubled, doubled over <laughs> in your ass. <hands>. and then <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah, 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 just. Oh, crazy times. absolutely perfect man
0: yeah so we've got that we've got sea bass as you can probably tell we're both quite excited about it um <laughs> and then, Only ten
1: minutes, Only ten minutes. yeah
0: exactly and then we've got trout as well and you know brett's done a few videos on his um the fishist uh youtube channel so go and check them out he's done a, a kind of three-part um trout trilogy which is brilliant and i mean obviously shows why we love it you know that kind of out in the middle of nowhere, you know, knee high in a river, casting a little yeah. tiny zone of minnows and cranks and bits and bobs for, for trout, um, you know, single, <laughs> single hooks, catch and release, beautiful fish, beautiful countryside. I mean, it really is special fishing, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. Um, you know, you can see why I've been wishing the weeks away to get back to it. If you just have a look at those videos, because, uh, <laughs> excuse me. I mean, those three videos, uh, Three consecutive sessions, three days, and there's some proper, there's some proper trout in them videos. And I mean, the final day was horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk about it? Conditions or you changed me? on. Uh, what was that? Sorry.
0: <laughs> so do you want to talk about it or? Uh...
1: Yeah, no, let's talk about it. Yeah, you know, it was. Um, Are you over it? So the, i am over it fully over it i'm just you know i'm i'm just thirsting for revenge now <laughs> um <laughs> you know the first two sessions went really well i had a nice uh, nice quality and stamp of fish yeah. throughout um and then on the end of day two day two evening uh the weather just changed in there and it just started absolutely hammering down with rain river just um didn't immediately react it sort of the the rain wasn't that bad in the night but then throughout the morning it started to get gradually worse and worse and as i was in the river um the color went from being moderate to good to bad yeah um you know there was so much so much debris and stuff just washing down the river that i couldn't even at one stage i couldn't even place a cast without hooking up on something yeah you know um uh so I changed train spots uh, managed to find a couple of really small fish you know I had a GoPro nightmare midway through catching uh, catching one fish and I hooked another fish while the camera was off and blah 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 so I ended up catching about three fish out of that pool But well, then the final the final section I hooked into something that was just beyond any uh any trout any other trout that I've had out of the river and it just, uh, well, as you've seen from the video, it just absolutely broke my heart. Um, well, I think I probably played, played it for about a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, as soon as I set, the, well, when I set the hook at first, I had a really, really light drag, and uh, I just didn't have that feeling of, of size transferred straight down the, down the rod, so I thought it was a much smaller fish at first. Yeah. Um, so I tightened the drag up, and... When I realised that it was a big fish, instead of loosening that drag off, I just left it the way it was. And as the fight went on, I had like three or four swipes at it in with the net, um, and it obviously just weakened the, the hook hold every time I gave it the beans to try and lip pull it up over the over the the um, the lip of the net. It would just pull back away, and you know it ended up throwing the hook on the probably the fourth or fifth attempt at netting the fish. So <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it wasn't it wasn't a Goliath. You Know it wasn't 70 centimeters, eight pound, and you know, but it was a big, big, big wild fish, you know, yeah, yeah, um, and, and definitely, definitely a PB, you yeah. know, so yeah, yeah, I was, I was gutted. <laughs>
0: it's, um, it is, an, it is a brilliant piece of footage for anybody that hasn't seen it, mostly because obviously we fished a lot together, um, and I can tell <laughs> how genuinely. <laughs> brutal it was as an experience um just from watching your reaction um there's that bit afterwards where you just turn around and put your hands on your knees <laughs> i thought you were just gonna fall <laughs> face first into the river um <laughs> just be done with it and float down with the rest of the detritus that's going down the stream
1: yeah the bit that tickles daria when i was is when i go uh, she always laughs at this but when i was editing it obviously there was a couple of rewatches and she would laugh every time she heard you know, the bit when i said I feel sick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My favourite bit, obviously, you have it out, but you do, you do say the f word, and it's become a, um, it's become a, 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 kind of a phrase that I use regularly now when, when slightly angry, um, just an elongated, slightly yeah. high pitch, um, yeah, f bomb, uh, yeah, is is probably the way to describe it. But yeah, man, I mean, crazy, crazy times, and you're not far away from it. Um, I know. I know. So, you know, that's it's it's like i said we've got to stay we've got to stay positive and there's plenty of things going on and you know, it's time to start kind of planning and and looking for spots and you know, trying to work out you know what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. Um I know we've both had loads of questions on this. Um you know, and I've had loads of my trout video um people asking about specific kind of bylaws and obviously we don't know the bylaws to every single river in the country. Um but we go about finding that out by doing a lot of research, um, online, Absolutely. um, yeah. on the rivers that we want to fish, um, on obviously the areas that we want to fish, the clubs that own the water. Um, you know, one thing that I think I've seen a lot of now that we're in, now we're in this lockdown situation, there's loads of new anglers on the bank, which is amazing. Um, but, a worrying trend, I think, with especially with lure anglers. You know, we we are so mobile. We need a lot of water to cover um, to make things kind of enjoyable and not feel like we're going over the same swims over and over again. I get that, um, but what that means is obviously, you know, we're going to lots and lots of different spots. Now, if you're going yeah. to different spots, search them on Google Maps. Absolutely brilliant. Find out where they are. Go, yeah. you know, find out which rivers there are. Brilliant. Don't then just you know, drive straight there. You need to also find out which club owns the water. You know, these, these clubs own them for a reason. They invest in the the water. They invest in looking after the areas. You can't just turn up and fish somewhere. Find out if it's got day yeah. tickets, find out if it's got day tickets on the bank, find out if you have to buy them in advance, um, join. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I mean, we're, we're both, we're both nightmares. I've spoken to a few people about this. I mean, I, I really don't want to admit how much I've spent on tickets. I think it's probably, you know, certainly worth at least a reel or two. And um, But that's because I want to fish. I want to fish certain places with certain conditions, you know, for certain fish at certain times a year. And that involves joining um, and paying away across these places. And I think as lure anglers, we get lulled into this false sense of security that because we're mobile... I mean, you, let's be honest, you're very rarely going to get checked by a bailiff. You're very rarely going to get, you know, anybody come and check what's going on. Um, But that's not the point. You know, as as it becomes a popular section of our sport and is growing exponentially, which is super exciting. You know, we want to see mats, nets, but also people that are doing the right thing by rod licenses, joining, you know, the Angling Trust, as we've discussed a couple of times, um, although that I would say is B to obviously having a rod license and joining yeah. clubs, um, making sure that you've got your day tickets, got your um, memberships, because it's part of the puzzle, isn't it? As much as of the it. river,
1: of course it is, and you need to be you need to be fishing in in season as well. Yeah, exactly. You know these are all these are all critical things, and you know if you if you're going around floating this stuff, then you really shouldn't be on uh, shouldn't be on the bank. Yeah, and, and it's
0: it's like I, I get why I get why it happens and stuff, but you know, like I said, I, as we are becoming a, a much larger part of the sport, and I think that is phenomenal. Um, we also need to try and maintain that high reputation, I guess. Um, I think anyway, and I think it's the right thing to do. The more money that we invest in our rivers across the country, um, the more money that can go back into those rivers, and you know, the work parties that go on, and the stockings and restockings, and all of the things that happen. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it is the system that's in place. We don't have a VisPass style. Uh, oh, Dutch. I wish. God, I wish we did. Um,
1: the I. The I wish pass. Oh, more can, like- you,
0: can you? That's, that's perfect. Well done. That is that is wordsmithery right there. We'll take. But that is
1: that's what we're going to do. Yeah, move we're on. Going to start, move on.
0: Start the uh, start the UK I wish pass. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it would be brilliant if we could just have a you know, a canal and rivers trespass, let's say, and you're able to, you know, be oh a bit more expensive and you could get on wherever you needed to go. But um, we don't. Yeah. And I guess that's just one thing to point out. I've seen a lot of people recently out on the bank for the first time, second time, and sometimes thousandth time, um, and just not not even paying attention to it. And it's it does yeah. just give mobile anglers a bad name um, if we it don't. Does you know, try and do that. And we can, you know, the way I see it and the way I you know, speak to a lot of the clubs that I'm in is that I, we're mobile. So we're the eyes, we're the, we should be a really valuable part of a club because we can see things before a lot of other anglers do. We venture further than the first 15 meters from our car. Um, yeah. And you know, all of that stuff, we should be seen as a hugely positive aspect of clubs. Um, and you know, there are a few clubs that don't allow lower angling on certain venues. Um, you know there's a very very big famous club with a reservoir that's had multiple records um no names but they you know they don't allow lure fishing currently it's a conversation they're having the reason they don't is because of the fact that it's so difficult in the club's eyes to police because so many people just turn up and fish because yeah. they think they're yeah. not going to get caught because they're mobile so you know we've we've it's just something that I've kind of definitely started to notice so that's the other thing so when you're looking Make sure you're looking, you know, obviously use all of the technology available, but also think about doing the right thing and then get out and try and find some fish. But the other thing to think about with trout season is that the bylaws are different wherever you go. Like Brett's already said, you know, his trout season starts on one date. Trout season in the south of England is going to start on another date. in various rivers in certain parts of the world can be different by a few days and finish different by a few days. Some places are fly only, and we've got to respect that. You know, that's another thing that I think in time would be amazing if that's not the case. But trout fishing is, you know, has a long, long history of, of certain things. You can't change those things overnight. And, you know, in some cases, you shouldn't be changing them. I think, you know, everybody's entitled to do what they want to do um, within the kind of realms of their own Clause. laws and rules. But um, if it's at any method fishery, find out join get on it, oh, it is I, so, you know i obviously i
1: only fishing. uh diversified my lure fishing palette to include trout fishing um last year and yeah i wouldn't look bad now i'm just absolutely yeah. busting together waders on and and find some find some wildies man it's uh <laughs> yeah serious froth levels <laughs> yeah i can't
0: wait i can't wait and I'm, i can't wait for us to get out i mean we had some great. Oh. Set. I mean, I I lost. A big yeah, that was well, a good fish, I? I man. I mean, wasn't it wasn't as
1: big as the one I lost in our video, but it was a good fish. But
0: no, no, I don't think so. But obviously, I think you know, I'm not, I'm not going to. I don't. I shouldn't admit <laughs> that. like so you pretty,
1: said, um, but life. no, that was, was a rea- that was a really nice <laughs> fish. That would have been probably <laughs> a personal best, fully wild fish for you, wild brown, right?
0: It, yeah, I mean, yeah. certainly for for that part of the world. Um, you know, there was one that I lost on the on my kind of local river to my parents that still yeah. haunts my my dreams. Um that yeah. followed my zonamino pretty much to my knees. Um and then looked at it, swiped at it, I pulled the whole the whole lure out of its mouth, and then it just turned left, never to be seen again. In a river of in a river of one and a half pound trout, it was probably yeah. six and a half pounds Yeah, what a pound. river that is, mate. Um <laughs> Oh, oh yeah and it's that's there's, there's some there's some exciting stuff to go to, to be had isn't there so that's i guess that's one of the things we wanted to say isn't it just you know if you're feeling a bit low we're all feeling a bit low um you know try and be positive talk to each other you know share old stories and photos yeah. get excited plan stuff Um, there's plenty of things coming up um but before we go uh obviously we're got- of the
1: week, of the week. um
0: and- Hi, it's Lure of the Week. Um, but yes, we do have Lure of the Week, but we're going to do a virtual Lure of the Week uh, for what we think the Lure for the next three weeks, four weeks before the end of the river season um, would be. What would you be kind of going to as you're kind of tinkering, change it up? Um, um, lure, lure pre- I think, of
1: presentation year. wise, I think I'm going to start potching with sort of like a. Um... Oh, like a Texas, Texas rig, sort of peg Texas, maybe a little posh with that, maybe a bit of Carolina action as well. Yep, um, You know, a yep. bit, bit of slow sinky, yep. sinky-dinky. Yeah. Um,
0: yep. Kind yeah. of neutral, neutral buoyancy, you know, either you know via the the lures that we know and love or um you know potentially something yeah. a bit different that isn't yeah, you quite know. as
1: buoyant and obviously even even with the buying stuff there's ways and means of uh you know achieving the sort of fall rate that you want to you want to find so would yeah i mean you've, we've seen what um <laughs> matt Woods, yeah
0: would has been uh achieving um you know with a nice weighted um kind of weedless hook we're speaking to, to Ben again today he's been messing around with it I, I I think that a Carolina presentation um especially with the pressure that we've had I think is a really interesting idea um and I think it brings us back to the Nico as well the stuff that we've messed around with quite a lot in the past but just gives us a, a just a touch different presentation doesn't it just to try and give them a retrieve or a or a, a bait profile or a bait presentation or a um, you know, a kind of movement profile that's just slightly different to every single thing they've seen bounce past them all season. Um, yeah. You know, it might be going bigger, I was thinking, maybe, go down absolutely yeah, punch crawls absolutely. Route, well You, you finished off the season um, with a
1: couple of nice fish on a but also, slightly chopped down punch crawls, right?
0: Yeah, and I think this year I've got the confidence yeah, not to yeah. chop uh, the bottom off it. Do you know, I think it's, you know, we've, we've come a long way, I guess, from thinking that we need to be smaller and you know, I've we've we've messed around with the, the big, fatties, yeah, isn't yeah. it? The big Z-man worms. You know, I've had I've had fish on those this year, barely cut down. So, you know, there's I think that's the option. And then, you know, I'm gonna I can't believe I'm finishing a podcast with it, but it's enough of a bombshell. Um, I feel like that <laughs> Top Gear kind of moment. But um, <laughs> so it's power yeah. power drop shot. i going to come out with it. Um, you know, we've been talking about potentially having a short kind of link. Um, you know, 1-0 style sized hook creature bait drop shot that kind of fishes somewhere like a, somewhere yeah. like a Jika rig, somewhere like a Tokyo rig, you know, and gives us that kind of option to have a bit more of a above the surface static um, yeah, presentation. That's Obviously you've got the
1: um, the benefit um, of sort of being able to hold the, the lure in that, in that sort of static position. Yeah. Um, in theory, for a longer time than you would with, yeah. you know, a standard jig head or, you know, Carolina chair, whatever. Um.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think I think there's something to it. And, uh, <laughs> on that bombshell,
1: <laughs> Back good to night. The um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I think yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think yeah, there's there's plenty of things to be excited about. I think Carolina is a great shout. I think neutral buoyancy Carolina or pop up. Uh, yeah. You know, short link You know, when you've got, well.
1: you got the pop-up, uh, you've got the um, slow rise, which, on the flip side, is you know perhaps after practice, exactly, and it, <laughs> it and it pulls,
0: yeah. it pulls down, doesn't it? That's the thing. You get pulled down and rise rather than the op- yeah. It's there's plenty of stuff to mess around with. Carolina, Nico, and PD, um, aka <laughs> the power drop shot, um. <laughs> Right, mate. Thank you very much for for a lovely evening um, chat. Uh, thanks very much for everybody that's listened to our musings of an evening. Seven. I think this is episode seven, believe it or not, of the Edge, uh, low fishing podcast. Um,
1: anything you want to say other, to other uh, to the guys that have listened? And, you know, I can't believe Red, I can't you. Believe there's uh, you know so <laughs> so many of you uh, listening to full episodes. You know, it's uh, humbling. Good, nice, love it. Thanks very much. Um, look forward to recording the next one. To Provide a bit of uh, soothing tones for the ears. That's not through That's <laughs> soothing.
0: Soothing tones for the ears. <laughs> um, we'll, yeah, sorry. Um, we need to get uh, we need to get a bit more of trout planning in for the next one as well, um, and obviously touch a bit more on the sea bass and uh, all of the other things that are going on. But thanks so much, guys, for coming back, um, coming and listening to another uh, rodcast. Thanks for all of guys that have been asking, guys and girls that have asked for us to get these out. Sorry, they haven't been as regular as we wanted. This is COVID and crazy times. I think when we're back out on the bank doing normal things, we'll be able to kind of keep talking. Um, well, as you've seen, we've got no problem with talking. We're at 55 minutes now. Um, so we'll try and, uh, and do a little bit more in terms of regularity. If you've got any questions, anything you want us to cover, um, as always drop myself a message at London Perch Finder on Instagram, uh, The Fishest on um, Instagram for Brett on either of our Facebooks, um, on YouTube, drop us a comment um, and we will do our best to bring it into the podcast or the, the Rodcast as I know that you will <laughs> see what we've done there um, by now. So thanks. Thanks very much. And uh, I've been Anna Jones. And uh, we'll speak Cheers. to you guys very soon. Cheers, guys.